Hello, everybody. Welcome back to our podcast. I'm Brendan, and this is Braden. What's up, everyone? Well, you already know who Braden is, but and I am, but we have an other special guest today, and this is Zachary Smith. What's up, everybody? Thank you for joining us today. Yeah, absolutely, man. It's going to be fun. Um, to start us off, can you tell us a little bit about your music background? Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I was uh, grew up in East Texas, you know, just kind of playing music with my family. I started off on drums, actually, and uh, did that for a few years. And then my dad played guitar, and I was just so uh, uh, just amazed by what the guitar did. And, and so I started, you know, at a pretty young age. I was about 15, 16 uh, when I started playing and uh, just really pursued it from there and really found that, that while I enjoyed playing drums, guitar is what uh, was really the, the place that uh, – God wanted me to to um, stay for a while, so I started playing guitar uh, with my parents. We, uh, my dad was an evangelist, and uh, so I, we we would go around different churches. I would play with them, and then uh, I um, became the lead guitarist for a group called the Crab Family several years ago. Uh, toured with them for a while. Um, my wife and I then got uh, started doing some solo dates on our own, kind of some like acoustic folk kind of music, like a Christian acoustic folk. We would kind of take worship songs and church songs and kind of do like this, like a little, you know, Mumford and Sons type vibe with them. And uh, yeah, so we did that for a while. Um, ended up becoming a worship pastor at a church called Cornerstone Church down in San Antonio, Texas. And uh, uh, was there for overall about five, six years, something like that. And uh yeah, it's, it's a long one. Like, so then we were, um, I was uh, there uh, playing the guitar on staff and working at the church, had an offer to be a worship pastor in Alabama. And I uh, took that and was there for a couple of years, really growing and just learning more about uh, the worship pastor side of it, as far as the logistical side and all the things that go with it. Yes. Yeah, so we ended up going back to Cornerstone, uh, being with them for a while and uh, love the family, the church family there. And then in 2020, we moved back to Nashville uh, to, uh, to be with family here. And I, uh, became lead guitar for, uh, lead guitar player for, uh, the band and spoken. And I've been playing with those guys ever since then and uh, love them greatly. We get to do a lot of cool stuff. Uh, but yeah, do, do some session stuff, you know, as far as like overdubs and different things. And so just a little bit, a little bit of everything. That's very exciting to hear and share. Brian, do you have anything you want to add on to that? Yeah, you mentioned, of course, doing guitar for Unspoken, and you mentioned about how that's definitely a fun and amazing experience. Yeah, like, yeah. What, do you, would you say, what would you say is like one thing that's really stood out from being with those guys, touring around with them, performing? Like, what would be like one standout moment you'd share? Man, there's uh, there's so many good ones. I'll say this. <laughs> one thing that, uh, that really stands out to me about the band Unspoken is man, just their dedication. And like, they love Jesus so much and they just truly want to help people and truly want to share the message. Uh, and uh, so, yeah, so their, their, their heart and personality definitely would be the, the foremost thing that stands out. But yeah, as far as like a specific memory uh, that I've had with the fellows, man, there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a few, I'd say one would be uh, the Toby Mac tour in 21. Uh, it was the first big tour that launched after all the COVID shutdowns and stuff. And um, so, man, it was really cool to go out there and hang out with those artists. And we were out there with, um, let's see, it was us, Toby, Cochran and Company. Uh, we are Messengers, Torn Wales, 
um, yeah, there was, there was, uh, we are, yeah, I think it's a weird message. Yeah. There's a few of us out there, uh, Tarion and I uh, mean, it was just a blast to get to, uh, to get to do this, you know, huge arena tour right after COVID. There was a lot of protocols in place and there weren't capacity events. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, man, it was just, it was fun. It was really, really fun. And, uh, well, I'll say that there was some that we had as many people as we could legally fit in one building, <laughs> but yeah, it was, it was a blast. A lot of great folks out there. That's Always awesome. That sounds like a great time. So you say you were a worship pastor. Um, what are some of your favorite worship songs? Just curious to hear. Uh, man, right now, I would have to say uh, I love Gratitude uh, by Brandon Lake. And uh, it's just such a powerful song because how many times uh, do we ourselves get in those places where like, you know, I praise you again and again and all I have is this hallelujah, you know. And you, you, you realize that in, in our frailty, like we are so nothing, but still he wants everything that we have and everything that we have is just loving him. Uh, so that song really hits home. Also, there's a song by Leon Timbo uh, called uh, Abba. And man, that song is, it's fire. It's really, it's really, really good. And, uh, you know, those aren't super like high worship songs. Of course, there's a lot of fun ones and I, I, I love a lot of different ones, but Either one of those two songs, when they come on, like, man, it's it's pulling something out of you for sure. On the document we shared, you, we had actually a list of songs we were going to, and Gratitude was actually one of the songs we had on the list. So it was pretty cool. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, man, I love that song. Brad, do you want to add anything off that and everything? Yeah, definitely. Like, I love worship. Brendan and I both, we've been passionate about it for years. Um, I actually served for a youth pastor and the worship director at my church for a few years back then. Oh, very so, cool. So I love worship. I love seeing how it impacts people through the ministry, like gratitude. That's a song that completely blew me away, how it impacted so many people. I saw Brandon like a few weeks back, and I've never seen the crowd get into worship and just start crying, lifting their hands as much as in this song. Wow. So how daring these songs that are impacting, that's really connecting them to the Savior, connecting them to that heart of worship and that surrender. It's it was a beautiful thing to see. Yeah. And I'm sure as Man, that's happened, cool. you've seen that over and over. It's just so cool to see it in a new light always. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Brandon's one of those guys I would, I would love to see live uh, for that reason, for that reason. I mean, the guy's got, you know, uh, just a super powerful voice, but like when you listen to it, even in, in the car going down the road, like you said, you just, you feel the anointing that God's put on his life. So yeah, he's definitely one I would love to see live for sure. Mm-hmm. Highly recommend it. Yes, I haven't seen it. Hey. So. <laughs> um, so one of the songs I wrote down, just because we were going to talk a little bit about worship songs and everything while we were talking with you, is "Run to the Father" by Cody Cards. And yeah, so I, I think Matt Mayer originally wrote it. I could be mistaken. Oh wow, very cool. Yeah, man, that song. Uh, that's that's a- another one. Man, that song. Yeah, because uh, I mean, at the end, that's what we're that's what we're supposed to do is run to him. And uh, yes, yeah, so it's such a powerful song. And uh, uh, man, I could go on, on and on about that one as well. But yeah, when we get down to it, when, when we're going through life circumstances and situations, the enemy's job is to try to distract us, separate us from, uh, from him first, you know, and there's a whole theological thing behind that about how sin separates us from God and, and pulls us from him and gets our eyes off of him. But uh, the, the whole heart of that song is like the one thing that we're supposed to do uh, anytime we need anything, if it's restoration, if it's healing, whatever it is, is that we're supposed to run to him. And uh, just like the prodigal ran to his father, he knew he messed up. He knew he had 
less than ideal circumstances. But when he did that, uh, he was restored. So yeah, that song is a, uh, that, that song's very powerful. It is a powerful song. And like, I think that whole album is Cody Cards' best work too. Like they had like Christ Be Magnified. That's another powerful one off that album. Oh yeah. Yeah, man. Cody's great. He, he's got a lot of good stuff. We, a funny story about Cody. We were on the plane headed to somewhere. I don't even, oh, we were doing a fundraiser thing at a Christian school in California. And uh, so we're on the plane and, you know, it's late, you know, in the evening or whatever, everybody's kind of tired. This guy comes walking down the the plane and I'm a hat guy. I love hats. And uh, I see he's got this uh, hat that's a spiritual world tour. And mm-hmm. of course this was, you know, and everybody still had to wear a mask on planes. And I just kind of, point, I looked at the guy and just kind of pointed his hat and was nodding like, yeah, dude, your, your hat's awesome. And uh, it was funny because, uh, uh, he's like kind of nodded he's like thank you or whatever then he stopped by and saw our lead singer and then pulled down his mask and I was like no way that's Cody Cards you know so uh, he was super kind and stood there and talked for a bit to us and uh, uh, he was I think he was doing some writing stuff with Phil Wickham and I was like man can I can I ditch these guys and go hang out with y'all for a minute? <laughs> but uh, it was really cool yeah but yeah he's he's great he's got a lot of good stuff uh, I like his song too is uh, uh, this uh, what freedom feels like such mm-hmm. a like hot like you know kind of kind of church party vibe so yeah it's a it's a cool one yeah speaking of haggard i'm a hat guy myself hey i saw right the now. buckies <laughs> i saw the buckies first thing man i'm from texas so anytime we see buckies we gotta we gotta salute it <laughs> <laughs> fred have you been to buckies segue very quick fred have you been to buckies before i have not no i see billboards of them like a few miles away and i've not yet done that journey but that's i'm heard it's a must you need to yes. go yeah, I, there's nowhere in the Bible that says God is pleased with with you going to Bucky's, but there's nowhere that says He's not. So <laughs> you, you definitely got to go check it out. I'm from Michigan. Oh, yeah, have, I'm from Michigan. We don't have Bucky's, so if I can make it to a Bucky's, you can make it to a Bucky's. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> hey that's true. <laughs> um, that's one awesome. of the, the other song, another song we had is the blessing. This is a powerful song. You hear it all over. I think this is probably like one of the top five worship songs still to this day. Like it just, it's not losing its popularity. Like once it came out, it's just been like on top of the charts forever. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, that's one of those songs where um, it's easy when we ride around listening to music to get kind of burnt out on a certain song. And I heard that song a lot and it was, man, everybody was playing it all over the radio. It was on worship playlist. It was everywhere. And uh, everybody in every church was doing it, you know, and, and uh, so I kind of became um, I kind of became just uh, almost numb to the song relatively quick. And uh, and just just because every, everywhere I turned, I heard it, you know, which is a great thing. And um, man, um, one day I can't remember the, the specific circumstance, if I was singing it somewhere or if I was playing on a worship team and they sang it. But dude, that song hit me like a ton of bricks when I really stopped and listened. Um, because of at the end of the day, it's just straight Bible, you know, may his favor be upon you. And uh and uh just man, everything about it is, is such a powerful song. So in that it's it's easy for us to hear these songs everywhere and just kind of mentally check the box, like, oh, I already heard, I already heard this song, you know. But uh it's something that even after, you know, probably a hundred times of hearing mm-hmm. the song. Uh, you slow down and really listen again and it just hits you all over again so yeah that's that's a that's a strong one yeah i agree with that um i still like like i said it's probably like real happy to say you still here where a lot of worship teams play and everything so it's yeah pretty cool that, like it came out 2018 2019 and it still has this popularity which is why i find it really cool 
Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Brad, I'm going to talk about, bring up one of the songs you wrote down and I'm going to have you start us off. Okay. Okay. Um, this one, the song is Living Hope. Man, yes. Living Hope. I think it came out like 2017, 2018, but it's such an amazing song. Phil Wickham is one of the most gifted anointed songwriters, I think, in our current generation. And Living Hope I, was one of his best work, I think, yet. The song is just so impactful. It's more than just a Resurrection Day song, because like you mentioned, Zach, about how it's oftentimes we can just be like, okay, we've heard that, we know the story, we've heard the song. But when we actually listen to the song, there's so much power into it. There's so much truth and freedom in this song that Jesus really is the living hope, that he's not just a resurrection story that we can cheer for every now and then. He's the hope, the life within us. And it's a beautiful reminder that's just so well done. And of course, Phil Wickham takes it to an extremely new level. And it's still being played in churches. Like I visited a few churches recently and they were singing the song while many kids were getting baptized. So it's a beautiful thing how yeah. the song has gone beyond what I'm pretty sure Phil imagined it to be. And it really is, I think, one of my top worship songs, at least. Oh, yeah, man. When he hits that uh, line, your very body began to breathe. It's like, bro, turn up. For like this. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, that's the one. And again, I, 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 to, to your point there about it being like a Resurrection Sunday kind of vibe, it's one of those things where uh, – because of its popularity, it gets played out of that context a lot, which is kind of cool because some songs, especially in, in a worship pastor position, you have songs like, oh, these are the, the Resurrection Sunday songs and these are the, you know, Christmas songs and all that. But that's such a, uh, um, a song has such a widespread lyric that, uh, yeah, you can sing it any Sunday and it's still just as powerful. And then, you know, then when you when you sing it on a resurrection Sunday, it's just it's all the all the more strong. So yeah, great, great. And to your point, Phil's a great writer. Uh, mm -hmm. and not to mention he can sing in the rafters. <laughs> and I don't know anybody I don't think that can sing Phil Wickham songs and Phil Wickham keys. Everybody has to bring him down a little bit. But yeah, man, he's a he's a great writer and singer for sure. So true, yeah. Exactly. And like him and Chris Tomlin are both like really good worship writers. Like Chris Tomlin writes yeah. some of the best songs I know know of everyone knows a song like chris tomlin even if you don't know who chris tomlin like if you hear one song, exactly you know, there you go but exactly we have more songs on the list we won't go through all of them because it's like 30 songs or whatever but <laughs> we're go through all of them as much as a conversation um if you could do a cup your own cover of a worship song what song would you choose man you know that's a tough one i would probably man you know i would probably say build my life um that song is just very, very powerful. And uh, I, uh, and I, we keep, I keep using that word, but it, it's true. There's a, there's so many great songs out there. That's a song that, uh, that's my sound check song with Unspoken. When we're checking our mics, usually I'll start singing uh, Build My Life because just when you, something about a guitar, just sitting down with a guitar and that vocal um, and that first line, worthy, uh, you know, the whole verse, worthy of every song we will ever sing, all the praise we could ever bring, every breath. I live for you. You know, that's what, that's what it's all about. And uh, so I would say short answer, I'll try not to ramble, but yeah, I, I would say my, uh, if I had to pick a cover to do, it would be build my life. And Paparette's another great songwriter. And like, mm -hmm. I didn't know, like until I saw Paparette last summer, I didn't know he was a part of house fires until I heard the song. And I'm like, wait, something's not right. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. So like that was really cool. Um, just like a lot of these songs are powerful, 
um like if you have the chance to look up any of the worship songs you can look up like eight hundred thousand playlists on spotify these are for our listeners you can if you have any song recommendations any songs we didn't bring up you can drop them in the comments below and everything and we, we like to hear what the audience thinks of these songs and everything as well yeah absolutely Brad, and you have, want to say anything else yeah just um i want to ask you one more question zach i know we're kind of running out of time here but like you said, you've been a worship pastor working with the Spoken and like you said, the Crab family as well. I was just curious, is there any song that you would say that was like a real turning point in your life that you heard, whether a worship song or a really song that kind of really like, like you said, hit you like a ton of bricks, but in that moment that changed your life? Because I know uh, so many stories yeah. like that. Just curious about yours. You know what? Actually, it would probably uh, be Build My Life. Um, my, my wife and I were, uh, we were at Pastor Hagee's church out in Cornerstone and worship pastor in there. And a friend of ours in Trustville, Alabama had us come out and do like a, uh, kind of like a workshop with their choir and worship team. And, uh, the Graham family, uh, great folks, anointed, anointed family. And, um, my buddy Wes was out there and uh, we were kind of hanging out that night before. And we were just kind of just in this really laid back environment with the choir. And, uh, I, you know, again, you hear these songs and you hear them in different aspects or whatever, and they're cool. But that night, um, uh, my buddy Wes started playing the song, uh, Build My Life, and just started singing it. And, man, you could just feel the whole room just shifted. And, uh, and I would say that, that that's one that that was a moment from there. It's like that song um, uh, definitely stuck with me ever since that day. And, and you know, it's, it's been one that. Uh, quickly rose to to the point to where like if I could cover a song it would be that one and I guess that's why uh, I mean Wes is an incredibly gifted singer and uh, musician as well he, off the charts but uh but yeah it was man God just God's presence really fell in the room that night and uh and I was just really processing the lyrics of that song and so yeah so I, I would say it would probably be build my life for sure that's wow. really I love cool. that and that's a really cool powerful song we already discussed a little more about it, so we're not going to go more into detail. <laughs> right. <laughs> I recommend checking out. Before we wrap this up, is there anything you want to add or talk about before we wrap this up? Uh, man, I think we covered a lot of it for sure. I, I think we covered a lot of things. And just I'll say this. I'll, I'll, I'll leave you with this nugget uh, that, that God gave me years ago. Um, as worship teams and as musicians and, and people who uh, you know go to church, uh, you know, anybody, congregant, anybody, but I would always share this with our worship teams that we can we can set out to do anything in a church service um, or in a worship environment, worship service. Um, you know, we can set out to uh, as a as a as a team, we can set out to make sure we play and sing all the right notes um, that may or may not happen. We hope it does, but it may not happen. Right. Um, we can we can try to do our best and we God wants us to bring excellence. And there's, there's a whole thing there, but I, 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 I was talking to our team one night and God gave me this and it really stuck. And it's, I try to remind myself of this often that when worship is the goal, worship is always the outcome. When you show up and, and if you're a part of a team and you show up to sing, if the reason you do it is worship, uh, then you will absolutely achieve that goal every single time. When we come into service, even as congregants, um, if our goal is to hang out with our friends, um, you know, we may or may not get to hang out. You know, we, we may or may not achieve the other, you know, fleshly goals, if you will, that we have for the day. 
but when we show up intentionally on worshiping God with these songs and with different songs that the you know the listeners are going to comment, but when we show up listening, you know, with with the idea that worship is what I want today, this is what I want to achieve, then that always happens. When worship is the goal, it's always the outcome. And uh, so just challenging everyone and, and keep, help us to, to all to remember that, that when we show up, these songs are awesome and there's great singers and great writers and great arrangements and different ones and covers and all this stuff. But, uh, but when we sing these songs, don't let them be uh, just the place of, man, this is a fun song or this is a cool song, but let it attach those lyrics to your heart. And uh, when you sing them, uh, sing them like you're praying them to, to the Father, because it, uh, it uh, has a whole lot deeper meaning when you do that. Thank you for sharing that with us. And, yeah, buddy. And, and again, thank you for joining us today. I know. Man, this, yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, I know this is like like the most weird, weirdest way to do a podcast episode, but I was <laughs> like, you like some people like are more visual. Like I'm more of a visual person, so that's why we do it. Yeah, too. yeah. that's cool, man. I dig it. <laughs> but thanks for everyone that tuned in. See you next week, and have a great day, everybody.